Welcome. I'm your host, Carl Nelms, and this is the Bloke Psychology Podcast, where we discuss everything from men's health, mental health, relationships, psychology, masculinity, and pretty much everything that relates to being a man in today's society. Today's episode features Mr. Ash Benalik. Benalik? Benalik. I'm pretty sure it's Benalik. Apologies, Ash. Ash is the founder of CycleWell. And CycleWell is a really cool, world-first, I'm told, initiative that combines the love of cycling and mental health, wellness, and positive psychology. Ash talks to us about the origins of Cycle Well, how he came up with the idea, and some of these plans for the future. Ash has over 30 years of lived experience and personal experimentation in health, fitness, weight training, nutrition, sports supplementation, and pretty much every other related fad, trend, and myth related to health. So it's of no surprise that he found himself at the head of Cycle Well and doing some really cool, unique stuff in this space. If you're a guy who likes cycling, likes mountain biking, or you're interested in bike riding, and you'd like to live a more purposeful life, or just do some self-development, this is an episode for you. Check out their website, cyclewell.com.au, and enjoy the episode, guys. Take care. And welcome back to the Bloke Psychology Podcast, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I'm with Ash Benelik, and Ash has uh, or is the founder of a really cool initiative called Cycle Well. Ash, welcome to the podcast, mate. Hey, Carl. How you doing? Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me on. No, it's an absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. I've wanted to uh, have a chat to you for quite a while. I think we, we've uh, shot a few messages over social media over the last probably six to 12 months, but... Yeah, as Very is the cool. way. <laughs> Very cool to have you on. So, Ash, tell us quickly. First question, obviously, I want to know is, tell us about Cycle Well because this is a really cool and unique initiative. Yeah, thanks. Um, we are very unique, and funnily enough, that's actually probably my biggest hurdle at the moment is getting people to understand what we are um, and who we are. Um, Cycle Well is a at the top level. It's a a men's health, uh, mental and physical health and well-being organisation. So the cycling part comes into it more from a um, marketing and target market perspective, but our real mission is not a really anything to do with cycling. Our real mission is to combine men's love of cycling um, with mental and physical health and well-being coaching and um, basically a community for guys who like cycling to feel part of and if they want to come to one of our camps to get some coaching and some content to help them along their sort of mental and physical uh, well-being journey or just to be part of something that is a bit more than talking about the weather and drinking coffee and talking about bikes and that sort of stuff. So um, it's really somewhere for guys who are in their 40s at the moment. Um, we've had a few guys sort of on the outs, on the outskirts of that in their 30s come to our camps and get involved, but it's mainly sort of 40 plus year old guys who are, 
that typical mammal, the middle-aged man in Lycra, who are, um, <laughs> well, they're looking for something to belong to. They're sort of starting to ask themselves those questions around, you know, what's next? Um, kids might be getting a bit older and, you know, dad's not as useful anymore. So dad gets to spend a bit more time on the bike and a bit more time with his mates if he's got them. Um, or he's looking to re, you know, re-establish some of those um, friendships. And a lot of guys gravitate towards cycling for that because it's um, no impact. So if you've got old footy injuries and old, you know, basketball injuries or whatever, you can jump on a bike and you're okay. Um, there's a real, really strong community culture around cycling. Um, so a lot of guys really enjoy that too. So they sort of find themselves in the cycling space. But uh, I think it's about, I think the official figures are 70 or 80 percent or even more of guys who ride don't actually compete. So they don't want to race. They just want to get in their lycra, go for a ride on the weekends, have a coffee somewhere and have a chat with the blokes. So it's sort of that, it was that whole, how can I take this, let's go for a ride with the boys and then head to the coffee shop. How can I turn those coffee shop conversations into something a little bit more positive around, let's talk about diet, let's talk about nutrition, let's talk about how we're feeling, let's let's make a comfortable space where blokes can actually get some value from those, from those conversations. Um, and that probably came from me, um, all sorts of reasons, but one of the reasons that most guys would probably understand is um, I've been doing it for probably, I've only been cycling for about 15 years. And I reckon um, every Saturday and Sunday for 15 years, we have the same conversation at the coffee shop, which is around what's happened on the ride, how nice the coffee is, what the weather's like, and who's winning the footy. <laughs> So I sort of thought there's got to be a way for us to make better use of this time without it, without it getting too deep and too, you know, soft and fluffy. There's got to be a better way for us to use this time. So that, that happy, that happy medium that that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, uh, so how's it, how's it been received? Cause obviously we're down in Cheltenham, uh, the Bayside yep. suburbs of Melbourne and mm -hmm. especially at the moment during COVID or at any weekend, you go down to beach road and it is Lycra city. There are mm -hmm. mammals everywhere. Uh, yeah. So I imagine it's been well received because that subculture does exist. It's huge. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I'm based in Bendigo. So Bendigo is regional uh, Victoria, for those who don't know. We're only about 90 minutes out of Melbourne. Um, cycling's massive here. Um, we have bunches and groups and hundreds of people going pretty much every day and particularly on weekends. Um, locally here, everyone sort of knows that I do it, that what we do is cycle well, but there isn't a very strong understanding of what we really do. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time promoting cycle well locally, um, mainly because the market's too small, really. The real market for cycle well for, for us to have impact is really the major cities. So I've spent most of my time promoting cycle well on Facebook and other social media into sort of Melbourne and Sydney and those sort of areas. Um, one of our uh, key um, crew, Paul O'Brien, who's our leadership coach, he's also based sort of in the Bayside area. So he rides Beach Road quite often and, and talks about what we do. And um, when the weather gets better, he's going to start having some group rides again. So we'll have a cycle well gang sort of going 
going down uh, Beach Road and we'll end up at a coffee shop somewhere and have a chat and that sort of thing. So um, I think we're two, we're two years old or two years young and I think um, a, lot, a lot more people recognise the brand and recognise the name but they're still not sure what we're about because we are so unique, we're so different. Mm. So yeah, that's the, that's the big thing for us. And I, I read on the website, Ash, world first, is that true? Well, I keep, I keep doing the research and I keep trying to find competitors um, and we don't, yeah, we don't have any. So if you, actually, if you look at that, that idea of getting men only away for a weekend who are into cycling and combining a cycling camp with um, life coaching, health coaching, um, positive psychology, and all of that content all into that sort of weekend. Nobody else does that at the moment. So when you come to one of our camps, you will get introduced to concepts like uh, Martin Seligman's values in action. Um, you'll get introduced into wellness principles. You'll get introduced into that sort of um, positive psychology, positive psychology space and the, the holistic wellness space. So when we talk about wellness, we do talk about um, relationships. We talk about um, your food and, and what, you, what you eat, what you drink, how you feel, how you think, all those sorts of things. And it's combined with a cycling camp. So we get up in the morning, we go for a ride, which gives us a chance to spend some time um, together. As you would probably know, most guys don't really like the whole sort of intimate face-to-face -face staring in each other's eyeballs type way of communicating. And that's another reason why guys love cycling because you can be shoulder to shoulder and you can you can sit next to a guy and not even talk to him for a couple of hours, but you're still, you're still sort of connected. That's a shared or, experience, isn't it? That's right. Or you can sit there and while you're climbing a mountain or while you're riding along, you can talk about stuff and it's sort of almost like, you know, what, what's said on the ride stays on the ride sort of stuff, like the cone of silence, Maxwell Smart sort of stuff. <laughs> um, so you can combine that experience with once we've done our ride, we can get back and then we get into some actual genuine, proper evidence-based um, psychological content. So... And that's what was really pleasing to see, Ash, when I was checking out your website and what you guys do and looking at uh, the team. It, uh, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, but it's not like you, you've just got team members and yourself who are just uh, sort of self-accredited uh, wellness coaches. You, you've yeah. actually got people who are, have done various training in uh, life coaching or mental health first aid or a lot of different yeah. things. And as you said, you are talking about evidence-based constructs yeah. and things that these guys can take away or yeah. maybe just think a bit deeper about in their own lives. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, so that came from, um, if we go back five or six years, um, I was in a position where, what was I, 39, 40? I was in a position where I finally sort of had that... Um, waking up moment of going, here we go again, I'm having trouble at work, um, the same stuff is happening to me, so I'm making the same mistakes, I'm doing all the same thing and I'm just living that sort of, that, I've hit that repeat button where I would get into a job um, that was, you know, it was going to be the one, it was going to be the thing that was going to make my life better and, you know, all that sort of stuff. You go through 12 or 18 months of that and then you realise, no, nah, 
it's not the job. And then you're sort of you're sort of in that position where you go, what do I do now? So I, I then went and did a fair bit of work with um, a local psychologist here who specialises in choice theory. Um, did a bit of work on that, and then from that, I thought this is really cool. This is this this is stuff that they should teach everyone at school, and this is stuff that guys in particular can get a lot out of. Just this whole the whole positive psychology and, and making choices and, and living in, in line in alignment with your values and that sort of stuff. That is things that it benefits people if they understand it. So then I went online and found um, a wellness postgrad through RMIT, which I think at that stage was, I think it's one of the only postgrads in wellness, um, definitely the only one in Australia. Um, so that was a very structured um, content which taught us um, a whole heap of, again, evidence-based, you know, uni-level principles around a holistic wellness perspective, which included positive psychology and some other stuff. So I got into that. And then at the same time, luckily for me, uh, the Bendigo Bank, shout out to the Bendigo Bank, we're introducing um, an awesome staff resilience program through uh, the people who come, they came from America and they specialise in teaching Ameri the American soldiers um, resilience skills to reduce the incidence of PTSD across the mm. across there. So we had, uh, we used a train the trainer model at the bank. So there were, I think it was 30 staff were chosen to become trainers. And then we then went and trained the seven and a half thousand Bendigo Bank staff. So we wow. got, and that was fantastic. And for me, that was just like all the stars were aligning because I was doing my own work with the psychologist. I was doing the RMIT course on wellness and I was getting taught by these guys in the practical real life, how to deliver it, training stuff. And it was all just meshing in beautifully. Um, so we spent about a week I think it was a week with them, um, an intensive week with a couple of trainers who were flown out from the US and they took us through all of the evidence, all of the research, which um, was out in academia, but then also how that um, was working with the US Army and with other people and other corporates that they worked it with. And then we went out and delivered that to our staff. I think I, I taught about, I trained, I should say, about 300 staff across a 12 month period and that was like a four module, <clears throat> excuse me, a four module thing where we would spend about an hour and a half, four times across the year, and we would deliver different resilience workshops to them. Wow. So whilst doing that, I noticed again that we would have um, a maximum of about, I think there was about 30 people in a group, and you would always get your five or 10%, so two or three people who were digging it, loving it. So if you imagine this is, um, this is bankers who are middle-aged um, in a, I, should, I shouldn't say country, but you know, not a, they weren't a high-flying corporate, it wasn't a high-flying corporate culture, it was a more of a country culture. So you had middle-aged people, um, you know, white, well-off, middle-class sitting in there um, and we were delivering things saying, you need to sit this, sit this test so you can get more in touch with your values and you need to find your top five values and find ways that you can work that into your everyday life. And, you, and let's talk about mindfulness and gratitude and that sort of stuff. So it was all stuff that I love, but it was stuff that in that environment, we didn't have a very good uptake. And particularly um, there were 
quite often I would get uh, that typical Aussie bloke who'd just be sitting there with his arms folded, you know, looking at the staring <laughs> seal. What the fuck am I doing here? This is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, so that was a good, that was a baptism of fire. That was great. And um, you combine that with, then on the weekends, I'd go for a ride and I'd be around a, a similar go. Um, in, in the bunches here in Bendigo, it's very male dominated still. So it's a very blokey thing, the, the organised groups, which is pretty common across the whole cycling sector at the moment. It's very male. Um, and I sort of thought, if I could just imagine if, if there was a way where after we did the how many k's have you ridden this week and isn't the weather shit and all the standard guff that you get through, imagine if every now and then there was a conversation around how you're going, you know, how's your relationship with your kids, you know, what are your goals, what's keeping you awake at night, those sorts of things. Imagine if there was a way where we could do that and that would just be part of the conversation that was included in a ride. That would be really cool. So that was where I thought, well, I reckon I could probably combine, I reckon I could have a crack at this. I reckon I could combine what I've been taught, the work I've done on myself, the, that culture, that age group, which as you would know, two out of three suicides in Australia are men, the 40 to 65 age groups, pretty much the high, most highly represented, I think. Um, so we definitely need it. And, you know, society, as most guys my age and the age who I ride with, we've been brought up in a way that obviously hasn't really worked out too well for us because that's why the suicide rate's so high. So we do have to change. But at the same time, if we keep trying to deliver mental health and wellbeing content to guys in a non-blokey way, we're going to keep getting the same results. That's the way I saw it. So I thought... Guys are already riding. We already love it. It's tribal. It's community. It's like a footy club on wheels. Effectively, it's like a we're like a men's shed on on wheels, really. So let's go to where the guys are and let's find a way to sneakily teach them the stuff that might actually be useful for them. It's funny you say the men's shed on wheels. I actually had that exact thought when I was on your yeah. website this morning. Yeah. I thought because yeah. I've spoken to a few people in this the men's space recently who are doing not similar things to yourself in terms of cycling, but similar things in, in the, in the sense of there are already these subcultures that exist. Yeah. Let's create something around it and let's yep. slip in some mental health and wellbeing as well, because the groups are already. Yeah. They're there. already there. Yeah. The, the thing I also love about what, what you just discussed, Ash, and obviously what you guys are all about is it's, it's improving the narrative around mental health. is not just this deficit model. Yes, which totally. even people in my profession are very guilty of that. It's just yep. about depression. It's just, you say yep. mental health, yep. it's depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD. Yep. But that's, yep. I mean, um, and Dan Siegman's work in the positive psychology, it's yep. not just about that survival. It's about thriving as well. Yeah. And I imagine, I mean, uh, obviously don't go into too much detail of attendees, but I imagine a lot of guys who attend these camps, yep. they're not necessarily depressed, are they? But they are no. hitting that stage in life, 40s, 50s, yep. thinking about what next. The kids might be starting to fly the coop and yep. they've got a bit more space to go, okay, who am I now? And what do I want to do with the rest yep. of my life? Yeah, it's, um, we have uh, a really broad cross-section. Um, interestingly, uh, we have our, our um, mental health partner at the moment, Men's Toolbox, give all of the guys a, um, 
a personality test, a really simple personality test that they can do before they come to the camp to see whether they're extroverted or introverted or ambivert. Mm -hmm. And we get, um, and I, I then use that information to structure the camp as well to make sure that I've got enough time for the introverts to be able to get away and <laughs> recharge and, you know, get all that sort of stuff. So there's a little bit of thought that goes into it. Uh, it's really interesting. We've probably got a 65, 70% introvert to extrovert mix at the moment. So we're getting a lot of introverts coming to the camp, which is really interesting. Um, it's fantastic because it shows that they're really putting themselves out there to you know go away by themselves, to come to a camp, to meet people they won't know, to work on themselves. So that's fantastic. Um, um, and I think the driving force there is that most of the guys are getting to that tipping point where they're going, <clears throat> kids are going, relationships, okay, but I'd like it to be better because we've just focused on the kids for, you know, the last 20 years or whatever it is. Um, I've worked, most of the people who come are at a fairly good position as far as what they earn and that sort of thing, they've, they've done fairly well. Um, so, but they're sort of at that stage where they're going, well, I earn good money, but that there's not really, work's not really doing it for me all that much. Mm. So they're really in that classic, where do I go next phase of their life? Um, and we, we start off very much all of our camps um, with the, a wellness, the continuum, wellness continuum of sort of negative five through to zero being your traditional psychology stuff of deficit. And then from zero through to positive five being the positive psychology stuff around how do we flourish? And we make it very clear to the guys, we're here from zip to get you from zero up towards that positive five. We're all about flourishing. If you've got issues in, if you've got, if you think you're not at zero, if you think you've got some deficits, great. We've got psychologists here. We've got help. We've got support and that sort of thing. But we're very, we're not a camp for that. So we're a camp for taking you from being pretty much okay and happy and just wanting to get better rather than being a clinical treatment camp for guys who are suffering from depression or PTSD or those sorts of things. Mm. So that's great as well, because you can instantly see everyone's sort of shoulders go, oh, thank Christ for that. We're not going to be sitting around a table. We're not going to be sitting around in a circle doing CBT or, you know, we're not, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, you beauty. Um, and yeah, and then we, we really just, we give them a model. Um, at the moment, we use Paul's seven elements model, which is again, a life planning model it's a practical model that we can break down into steps. We can help the guys set some goals and they can actually go away from the camp with something they can do. Again, uh, it's bringing it from that ethereal sort of fluffy stuff down into, I'll write down a goal. This is something I can achieve. These are the people who, who, who it will impact. These are the people who I can use to help me. Um, you know, here's my support group. Here's how I can actually get to this place and this is what the goal will look like. This is what it will look like when I achieve it. These are the feelings I want to have. You know, it's all very practical, very hands-on stuff, which is what generally blokes like to do. We're problem solvers. So it gives us a chance to solve our own problems by using that evidence-based psychology that we use. Well, something concrete. That's, That's right. Something yeah. concrete really resonates with yeah. them and some concrete things they can go away with and implement yeah. or think about. What's the feedback been like? Um, the feedback has been most guys are actually fairly, at this stage, they're amazed at 
what they get when they get to the camp. So they all assume that they're going to go for a ride, which is great. Um, and we give them a support vehicle so that when they go for their ride, if they have any issues, we've got someone there who's supporting them. So if they don't want to ride anymore, they can jump in the car. We've got a mechanical help there. So, you know, you don't have to change your own tires or punches or anything like that. So from a, a riding perspective, it's almost like you're getting like a professional sort of team experience, mm. which is awesome. Um, but then all the stuff outside of the riding is, is what really has the biggest impact because a lot of the guys um, are really appreciative of the fact that we've taken the time to deliver the content in a, um, a practical, um, almost dumbed down, blokey way. So we have um, a men's nursing health practitioner, Dave, who comes and does uh, a workshop of an evening. Um, we sit around, we have a few beers if people, want, if people want to have a drink. We have a few drinks. Dave gets up and does a talk and he specialises in men's physical health. So he can talk you through prostate cancer and all the different cancers that, that guys have. He can talk you through all the different changes that happen to men um, with their hormone, pro hormone profile as we get older with testosterone dropping and all those, how lower testosterone can affect your psychology, all that sort of stuff. So it's very, the guys who generally wouldn't go to a GP because again, it's just something we don't do. We're taught, you know, don't go do that. Dave will actually tell you why you should go to a GP, but he'll also tell you what you need to ask your GP when you go there. So mm. you, need, and you need to tell your GP your family history, you need to get your cholesterol tested, you need to get all that stuff sorted. Um, and he just delivers it in a way where guys are like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, that makes sense. So that sort of stuff really helps as well. And then the, um, the way that we can provide concrete examples of um, how you can live in alignment with your values and be aware of your values and practice gratitude and be a bit mindful without being sort of a soft, you know, sort of that, that um, appearance of real men don't do that. But we actually, we actually show the guys that, you know what, you can do it. Real, real men can actually do this stuff. And it's not only helping you, it's helping your mates and it's helping your sons and it's helping your nephews because we need more real men who are actually in touch with that sort of stuff. Mm. So I mean, if, if anything, I mean, this camp sounds incredible, Ash, but I mean, if anything, what it does, I imagine is at bare minimum, it puts this stuff on the agenda for the guys who, yeah. who attend. It just gets yeah. them thinking about, I mean, yeah. The amount of times I've tried to speak to my father-in-law about, you know, getting his prostate checked or things mm -hmm. like that, like mm -hmm. going to a camp like this, hearing a health professional, somebody's yep. qualified, talk about your prostate, yep. talk about yep. this, the risk factors. I mean, yep. puts it on the agenda, which so many guys in this stereotypical age bracket and cohort, I imagine, yep. uh, you know, so many of my clients come to mind when you talk about that sort of cohort, they've yep. neglected themselves yep. to provide for the family. And it's yep. that first point of, ah, I now have time for myself. What do I do with this? That's it. And we've, uh, I mean, the other bonus is pretty much all of our, all of our crew are also cyclists. So Dave will do his workshop, but he also rides with us. So he puts it out there for the guys to go, okay, cool. I need to get my prostate checked. I need to do this. I need to check my, you know, my um, heart attack or anything like that that runs in my family. And, you know, I need to check all that. But then if they want to follow up, They've got two or three hours 
every day on the bike where they can just sit next to Dave and have a chat. <laughs> it's like a counselling session. It's like your own yeah. personal counselling session with the men's health practitioner. Like it's gold. And Dave will just chat away. So, and we've also got Scotty, who's our bike fitter and physio, so he can help set them up so that they're not actually hurting themselves while they're riding their bike. We've got Paul, who's our leadership coach, um, who, again, all of our coaches actually sit in the bunch with the guys on our rides. So we deliver our workshops, but then they've also got access to us on a one-to-one basis if they want in a bunch. And then later on in free time, they can also have almost like a one-on-one session too if they want. So we've really designed it so if you're kicking goals and you're just coming away for a weekend and you really just want to have a have a few nice rides, meet a few guys and see some content, you can do that. Or if you really want to get deep into stuff and walk away with a real plan for what you're going to do when you leave, you can do that as well. And we can pretty much cover all the other bases depending on how you want to do it. So it works really well. How many people attend these camps, Ash? Uh, we have a maximum of 20 because we want to keep the class, class, we want to keep the workshop sizes low and we want to keep the bunches small. Um, legally, we really, sh- we, we can't get any bigger than 20 people on the road anyway from a perspective of riding. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you have more than, you can have a qualified ride leader for 20 participants. And then if you have more than 20, you need another ride leader. So, but I guess the main reason why we've done it is to keep it at 20, we can have really good uh, breakouts, we can have good workshops, all of our coaches can get a chance to know everybody's name and actually spend time with everyone if they need to. Mm. Um, and it's not that, we, we get that real close-knit um, team feeling starts to happen really, really quickly when you've only got that small amount of guys. Yeah, so, well, and that's so powerful in itself, isn't it? That yeah. group, yeah. group, I suppose, cohesiveness and that group yeah. rapport. Yeah. Uh, very powerful. Yeah, it's, um, it also means that so far um, we haven't had any of the clicky sort of subgroups forming and we haven't had any sort of loud dickheads trying to take over the show. And, you know, it's, it's very um, – guys work out very quickly when they meet my crew who are fantastic. Um, we're just there to help and we mm. don't – we don't – it's not like a – uh, it's not like a coach mentor thing. It's sort of like a, here we all are. We're all 40 to 50 years old. We're all here. We've all, we all earn enough money to be able to pay a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks to come to one of these camps. So well done. You, you, you must be doing something right in life because you've got enough money to be here. You're here. So that's a great thing. So we all know some shit. We've all got some stories. We've all got some experiences to learn from. So let's all have a chat and let's all just work some shit out together as a group. There's no experts here because we're all in the same boat. We just bring different things to the table. Mm. Which even even that resonates so much with guys. It's not about you guys, the coaches and the leaders being separate and going, all right, guys, you know, we're going to go do our coaches and, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we we call it a learning, like a learning lab. That's pretty much the the focus we want to have. It's you get in there and it's like, we're all here. We've all got something to contribute. We can all, we have the introverts who'll sit there and um, one of our guys, Andrew, um, has been to all three of our camps and he's coming to the next one. Um, And he will sit through a weekend and say nothing until the last day. Like a good introvert. That's exactly right. (laughs) But like a good introvert, when he speaks, he nails it. Like yeah. 
he's sitting there and, and that's the goal. So you'll have the extroverts there who are banging on, just talking because that's what they do to work their stuff out. And, and we quickly work out amongst the group, you know, how everybody works and what people's personalities are like. And you'll get the introverts who will pop up and, and give those pieces of gold. And then you'll see the other, the extroverts who might've been holding the floor for most of the time listening. And then you see them go, shit, you know, it's like, it's like, oh my God, he's right. That bloke said nothing the whole time. Fuck, that was gold. So everyone gets to learn in their own different way. It's really, it's fantastic. It's fascinating stuff to watch. The quiet ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so the next camp I see is in November up in Bright. Yep. yep. Tell us a bit about that. That's, uh, we're going to try some different stuff. We've had some feedback from the guys that um, traditionally we've done um, group accommodation. So they've been um, dormitory style sleeping. Um, and whilst the guys have loved that because it's everyone in a room and it's that real team thing, uh, we do have some people who've had some snoring problems, <laughs> which has meant that some guys miss out on sleep. So this time around, we've got twin share for the first time. So from a practical perspective, we're moving from the facility that we had previously been at into a motel, which is great. So we'll have twin share accommodation for everyone. Um, and we're um, evolving the content again. Um, we've also had feedback that even though we've had um, like a fully qualified Socking Australia coach at our three previous camps, most of the guys aren't really there for that intensive coaching stuff. So Darren most probably isn't going to be at the next camp. We're going to use his training methods and everything that he's already done for us at our previous camps, but we'll get our ride crew to deliver that. Mm-hmm. which will still be fantastic for the guys who are there. Um, but we are going to have more time with Paul, the leadership coach. Um, we're going to have more time with Dave, who's the health, the men's uh, nurse health practitioner. Um, and we're going to have some more time with me and we're going to go a bit deeper into um, the, the values and the mindfulness and the gratitude. We'll do some yoga, we'll do some mindfulness sessions, um, we'll do some healthy eating, healthy lifestyle stuff as well. So it'll be that real um, introduction to a broad section of, of content that can help some guys out. And we'll have men's toolbox there again. Renee will be back. She'll be doing her two, she does one workshop all around understanding your own personality and understanding how that impacts other people and how that can impact yourself. And then we'll also do a relationships workshop, which is all about the differences between men and women and how we interact and relate and that's always really really popular so i know so many uh, so many blokes in my own life or clients ash who i wish would go to this <laughs> yeah it's great fun it's, it's <laughs> awesome fun we and the guys are the guys walk away and it's it's really funny um it's like how we need to find a way to bridge from a camp to continuing this stuff outside of the camp so i, I need to get that next product offering where I can get guys back together every month or something just online or something so they can keep up with this stuff. So that's really where we really want to build that community because I want this sort of to infiltrate out into the rest of the cycling community. Um, So that's sort of the big challenge for us going forward. But um, yeah, everybody, we haven't had a single, we have a a 200% guarantee so if you come to a camp and you leave the camp and you don't think you're going to be a better bloke, um, I will give you your money back and I'll also give you a free ticket to the next camp if you want. And we haven't had anybody do that yet. 
So it's oh, a pretty yeah, good guarantee. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm pretty confident that if with everything that we deliver, if you don't go away as a better person, I'll be amazed. So the stuff that the, the group of coaches who I've got with the experience that they've got is just amazing. So Ash, give us, give us, I assume there's still places left for the November camp. Yeah, we've still got five, five tickets left before we sell out. Okay. So give so, us the sales pitch. You got, you got a guy in, well, Victoria, New South Wales, listen <laughs> to this. If uh, Corona allows them to cross that yes, border, um, yes. that's the big question that I did read. You've got the COVID guarantee. So we have got the COVID guarantee too. So if, if COVID, uh, if COVID stuffs up any of our camps, um, so there's no risk to anyone coming to these camps. Um, we just want you to get you to a camp, basically. So I fund all this stuff out of my own money. Um, I fund each camp from the ticket sales. So if the camp doesn't go ahead, I'll just give everyone their money back. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so the, the no COVID guarantees, uh, or the COVID guarantees basically, if we can't have our camp in November as planned because of COVID, I'll reschedule it to when we can have it um, and you can just come to that one. But if those new dates for the camp don't work for you, you can either transfer to another camp that we've got running and we'll give you a ticket to that one or I'll just give you your money back. I don't mind. So um, as far as a, an elevator pitch goes, if you buy a ticket to Cycle Well, there's, you've actually got no financial worries. So if something happens um, and we can't run a camp, you just get your money back. Yeah, so, no risk. No risk. So who, no risk. As, as I said, there might be some guys listening going, oh, this doesn't sound too bad. Yep. Sell it to them. Who, who should be attending this and why? Uh, this should be for anyone who's, we won't go with age, but if, you're at a, if you like cycling but don't love cycling, so cycling is what you do because you like the community. It's, um, it's a form of aerobic activity that you can do and enjoy and you like the social aspects of it, but you're not into the competitive racing stuff. So that's where the cycling comes into it. And if you're at a stage of your life where you'd like to get some, some evidence-based, so we're not sort of, um, we're not Facebook gurus, we're not Instagram gurus. My crew are actually genuinely like accredited coaches and experienced in what they do. Um, we deliver this content in a male, friendly way so it's not your pastel fluffy incense burning sort of wellnessy type stuff that you see everywhere you're not going to get that you can have some of that if you want but you're not going to get it um, and if you're basically the stage in your life where you're doing okay and you either don't really know why you're doing okay and you'd sort of like to start to dig a bit deeper into that and, and get to know yourself a bit better or if you're in that classic position where you're going what's my next 20 30 40 50 years going to look like or I'm not happy now I really need to change but I've got no idea where to start then if you come to one of our camps you'll get a chance to ride with some blokes who are in a similar position you'll get to pick the brains of people who specialize in helping guys with this and you'll just have a good time so that's pretty much what it's about it can be as heavy or as light as you want it to be with regard to how much work you do on yourself we'll deliver the content that that you need to get started and then it's over. It's over to you. And often at the end of episodes, Ash, we, we talk a little bit about, you know, if you've listened to this and you've resonated with some of the things you've said, you feel that something's not right or you're lacking a bit of purpose direction in your life. I mean, uh, what to do and what is that first step? And I think for guys that resonate with this and you like cycling, 
yeah. this is your first step. This is that yeah. first step. So check out cyclewell.com.au. You're on the socials as well, Instagram and Facebook, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Instagram and Facebook, mainly Facebook. Yeah. Mainly Facebook. So even if you don't go to this camp, make sure you're following them on Facebook to uh, stay tuned because I think there's probably some bigger things down the track, probably more camps and more initiatives. I get the sense that once this does slowly catch fire, uh, Ash is going to have yeah. to resign from his full-time job. I hope so. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, we've got a Jindabine camp next year in February. Um, the Jindabine camp we did earlier this year was hugely successful. We had, uh, for the cyclists out there, we had Mike Tamalaris come along to that one, Mr. SBS, Mr. Tour de France. Um, he loved it. Again, he didn't realise what he was getting into. He thought it was just a cycling camp. Yeah. Um, he rang me after it went, wow, this is amazing. I want to jump on board. So he's actually our um, official, our first official ambassador, which is awesome. Well, um, I mean, I don't know who he is, but that sounds very cool. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he does the SBS news and he also hosts the, Tour de, the SBS Tour de France coverage every year. So cyclists out there will know him. Uh-huh. Um, is he the guy with the really schlick black hair? No, no, that's, uh, that's their soccer guy. Ah, oh, yes, name. no, sir. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> Sorry, not, no, not him. <laughs> um, so we've got Jindabyne. We're going to try a mountain bike camp in April for the mountain bikers out there. Oh, I know some people who'd be keen on that. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys who don't want to be on the road because of traffic and all those sorts of things, but they get into mountain biking. So Where are you um, thinking for that camp? That's most probably going to be bright again because mm-hmm. it's got some great tracks and we know it really well. And um, we've got a good relationship with the uh, motel that we're using who are giving us good prices and sort of a really good atmosphere and good accommodation so I can keep the ticket prices low. So we sort of, we're in that position at the moment where we need to keep our ticket price at a chance where it's not like a barrier and we don't want guys to have to ask permission from the missus, so to speak. A lot of them say, I can't come to your camp because I just can't justify it. So we keep our prices as low as we can because we don't want that barrier to be there. Um, and I think once people start to understand just the, 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 the level of experience they're actually having handed to them, the ticket price is a bargain. But yeah. until, until you get there, you don't, you don't realise it. Mm. So, yeah, we've got uh, mountain bike in April and then we'll have another bright camp next year and so on and so forth. Well, keep us posted about the mountain bike one. I could almost okay. see myself coming to that. <laughs> yeah, cool. Probably wouldn't come to the cycle one, but I think I could wrangle one or two yeah. to come along the mountain bike one. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Very I will. Cool. I'll let you know. Stay at cyclewell.com.au, mate. I'll stay on and I'll, I'll also send you a, an email let you know. No, I appreciate it. Anything else yeah. you want to say, Ash, before we wrap up? I've really appreciated this and getting to know the initiative. As I said, I think it's going to catch fire, but any final comments? Uh, no, just, mate, thanks for, your, thanks for your time. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, for anybody out there, the classic question that I always get asked that I've done post and po- after post about, am I going to be fit enough to come to one of your camps? The answer is yes, because it's not about cycling. It's about using cycling to become a healthier, happier bloke at the end of the day. So however fit you are now, you're fine. Because if you're not fit enough or you struggle, we'll just sit you in the sag wagon and you can talk to Phil. We'll drive you up to the top of the hill and then you can roll down. So. Don't worry about how fit you are. Just come to a camp and get yourself sorted. Have a bit of fun. Yeah. Sounds like it's for anybody of any fitness. Cycling yeah. is just a vehicle. As long as Love you it, Ash. stay upright on your bike, we'll have you. <laughs> well, thanks, mate. And all the best Thank with you. it. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Carl.
Thanks again for tuning in to the Bloke Psychology Podcast. If you like what you heard, please share the episode with a friend or family member, subscribe to the podcast, or leave us a review. If you want to get in contact or find out any more about the work that we do at Bloke Psychology, just head to blokepsychology.com.au and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening.